G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We look forward to a Tuesday each week because we check in with Ron Ross on the breaking news headlines that are coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Uh, Some big news that's happening there. Uh, Ron Ross, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with Benjamin Netanyahu, who's the Prime Minister. He's talked to world leaders about how to handle a potential coronavirus second wave. Uh, What are the headlines telling us? Yeah, well, he took part in a video conference with six other world leaders to discuss international cooperation in fighting the coronavirus. Austrian Chancellor Sebastian Kurz, the host of the conference... Thank to Netanyahu for raising the alarm about the coronavirus early on. I remember in March we had some phone calls and he said to me, well, you're not taking the situation serious enough in Europe and especially in Austria and you should do more, Kurtz recalled. And this was something like a wake-up call for me and then we took some very difficult decisions, but I think they were good. Other participants in the conference included Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, Danish Prime Minister Met Friedrichsen, Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis, and Czech Prime Minister Andrei Babis. According to a statement published by Netanyahu's office, the Israel Prime Minister informed the leaders about the decisions and steps that have been taken in Israel in order to prevent the virus from spreading. He said that cooperation between countries must be continued and tightened and that there must be a continued exchange of knowledge and ideas in order to fight the spread of virus. And I think we all agree with him. We do, and uh, interesting that our Prime Minister's involved in those conversations too, and as we always say, not out of the woods yet, and the anticipation of a second wave of coronavirus, something we can't be too complacent about. Ron, another headline, of course, uh, we've been really excited about the way the church has embraced the online world uh, in this age of coronavirus. But amid the COVID-19 pandemic, the Palestinian authorities' indoctrination of children with anti-Israel hatred has moved online. Yes, despite the coronavirus pandemic shutting down schools operated by the Palestinian Authority, A new report showed that educational materials containing incitement, hatred and violence are now being used online extensively. The materials were revealed by the Institute for Monitoring Peace and Cultural Tolerance in school textbooks and showed numerous instances of the disturbing lessons being taught to Palestinian children. One video shows a teacher using the story of Palestinian terrorist Dalal al-Maghrabi, one of the perpetrators of the 1978 Coastal Road Massacre, in which 38 Israeli civilians were killed to teach reading comprehension to 10-year-olds. The presentation used graphic images of violence, and the teacher at one point 
praises the suicide operation that caused the deaths of so many occupation soldiers. That's their words. In another video lesson, Sir Isaac Newton's theories are taught to 7th graders using the example of slingshots used to launch projectiles at Israelis. An answer to a question refers specifically to stone throwing, saying the forces that influence the stone are the weight of the stone and also the resistance of the atmosphere that influences the stone. Great education. Well, it's all online, not hidden anymore, and the whole world can see what's happening. Ron, let's cast our vision a little further afield. Saudi Arabia has ended capital punishment for crimes committed by children. Yes, Neil, there seems to be a humanitarian eruption taking place in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia will no longer execute individuals convicted of crimes committed when they were minors, the UN Human Rights Commission has said, citing a royal decree signed by King Salman. Human Rights Commission President Awad Alawad announced the decision at the weekend, saying it will help modernise the Middle Eastern country's penal code. The decree means that any individuals who received a death sentence for crimes committed while he or she was a minor can no longer face execution. Instead, the individuals will receive a prison sentence of no longer than 10 years in a juvenile detention facility. Such use of capital punishment is against the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, which Saudi Arabia has ratified. The decree was announced nearly a week after Amnesty International released its 2019 Global Review of the Death Penalty, detailing that Saudi Arabia executed 184 people last year. The report has come at the same time as a punishment now being lifted for flogging. It was unclear what the decree was issued or when it was issued, and it was affected now to end flogging as a punishment in disciplinary cases. Alawad said the two decisions are examples of how Saudi Arabia is performing its human rights record and more reforms will be coming, he said. It's a different world to what we're used to, Ron. Let's turn our attention to the airlines Uh, here in Australia. A lot of people would love to see domestic travel and international travel, and we're being told those things could take a long time. But there's a headline in the Israeli press today. Major airlines will restart flights to Israel in May. Yes, United Airlines, Air Canada and British Airways have announced that they're restarting flights to Israel. British Airways will resume its London Tel Aviv route on May the 1st, according to the airline's website. Air Canada is resuming Tel Aviv-Toronto flights starting June 1st, with three weekly flights and daily flights beginning on June 23. The airline is also resuming Tel Aviv-Montreal flights on June 24. United Airlines, which has been operating regular Tel Aviv, New York flights throughout the coronavirus pandemic is reviving two daily flights starting on May 20 and will resume Tel Aviv, San Francisco flights on May 20. Looks like there might be light at the end of the tunnel at last. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, some significant things happening, Ron. So far as milestone markers, important days in the life of Israel, Memorial Day began in Israel last night. It continues today. Independence Day begins tomorrow. And in two days, Israel observes tragedy and celebration. Uh, Give us some insights here into what the headlines are saying about these situations. Well, my wife and I remember the times that we lived in Israel, and this was the most powerful two days of any year. And I'm reading now from a statement issued by Rabbi Josh Weinberg. He said, This week is a particularly special moment in the Jewish calendar. This observance has a name, Shabbat Tekuma, the Shabbat of Revival. He said, Revival refers to the dramatic turnaround from the tragedy of the Holocaust to the realization of the dream of a Jewish state. This special Shabbat is an ancient paradigm we still use to create modern events. Just as each of us go through a process of self-examination during the days of repentance in the month of Tishri, this week is an opportunity to do so on a collective and national level. While we are doing communal introspection, I want to explicitly affirm that the State of Israel is a tremendous success story. Looking back on all that was created in just 72 short years, it's hard to believe the extent of the accomplishment. In addition to the physical infrastructure of the State, all its technological advances and achievements, the modern State of Israel has totally redefined what it means to be Jewish. The creation of a Jewish public culture that operates in Jewish time A Jewish language, and yes, according to Jewish values, is revolutionary and is at the core of our Zionism. It's not just about a place where our holidays are the national holidays, where the ATM wishes you Shabbat Shalom, but deeper and more nuanced than that, it reinvents what it means to be Jewish on a national scale. He went on to say this week, as we prepare to bow our heads in reverence and in mourning for the high price So many have paid for us to have a Jewish state. Let us exhort their memories and offer our gratitude for their ultimate sacrifice. Let us pay homage to those who enabled Israelis to live in their own state like all other nations and for Jews around the world to benefit from the pride and product coming from Israel, the Jewish state. Oh, Ron, uh, it is a significant couple of days. Thank you so much for giving us those insights, uh, reflecting those headlines that are coming out of Israel and the Middle East right now. Always appreciate your updates, and thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Take care, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 